look at this like professional setup here. Look, I got I got the computer screen behind me in case I want to talk about anything. You know, I got, I got the do light. Wanna, I got the purple um, light. I got, wanna... I got I got the key light on my face. Like you guys can you like what is this? You know, I'm seeing more of your forehead if anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove you from this. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know MK's really just coming for my life right also now. Repping the gear for my sister's gear. Shout out to Aisha Harun. Go and get her merch online. It happy looks good on you. I think you can find it on like AishaHaroon.com, something like that. <laughs> I think that's the site. <laughs> it's still available um, before. Yeah. Forever. Get tote bags. She's got hats. She's got. Uh, I don't know, uh, the crew oh, neck. That actually. Well, you know, you put yourself on the email list and get an email whenever you, uh, whenever it comes on, you know, when everything, whenever it's restocked. Yeah. Okay, so let's start. So, what are we going to talk about? We're talking about real friends. I have her over here on the side. I have a second screen, if y'all can't see. I have my over screen. Over here. Thank you so very much. second screen on the side. <laughs> <laughs> So I can actually talk about this stuff. You should just do all the podcasts like this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so let's start with the first topic then. What was this? It says, so our topic today is going to be about real friends. Mm -hmm. And it says, do you think you are a good friend? Why or why not? Yeah. And by the way, guys, like this is going to be, you know, um, an, like a very uh, interactive type uh, episode. So we want to hear from you guys. I think that um, it's a good way to like end off season two, and eventually when we get into season three, um, the comments are really distracting me. I'm trying really hard not to read them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get started. Amir, I'm, I'm actually going to ask you the question first. Like, do you think that you're a good friend? Why or why not? Well, technically, I asked you first, so you know, say why are you going to put it on me? Am I a good friend? I'm not the best friend. If that makes sense, Why you know, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very like, you know, you know what? If I'm the type of friend, like everybody has, like you know, the the go-to friend. Like if you need, if you need emotional comfort, you go to a certain friend. If you need like someone to, uh, I don't know, drive you somewhere, you got that friend. If you need someone to like put something together for you or do some type of handy work for you, that's me. I'm that guy. Okay. So like, like, what what exactly is a real friend? What's the definition? of a real friend, right? It's, it's different. Like, like a friend is a friend, you know? It's like, if, as long as they're not, like, talking bad about you behind your back or anything, I don't think that there's real definition of what a friend is, if that makes sense. Just, like, the, de the definition is, is very simple, I think. It's just someone you can trust in and rely on. Right? Yeah, I think you, I think yeah. you it in a, in a good way. Um, but also... You know, I guess I was asking you that question to to your standards. Like, do you, from what you feel like is a good friend, do you feel like you, to all the friends that you have in your life, like, you could go to sleep at night and think? So my gauge is very, like, my bar is very low for what I consider a friend. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, if I feel like I can trust you, uh, and I, and I like, I can, like, anybody, a lot of people are, I don't know, like, if I can, if I can trust that person, or if I feel like I can talk to them, and they're like very friendly, and like we can like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Rely, not relate, relate on a few things. Then I'll just consider them being a friend, right? Like, really? yeah, yeah. Like, um, 
there are different levels to it, right? Like it's, a friend is different than someone I'd call like fan. If that makes sense, you can have family who's not your real fan. So they're just like your best friend. Yeah, exactly. Fam is like like that level above. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think if if I was to answer the question, if I think that I'm a good friend, um, yeah, I think that you know, for to my definition mm -hmm. of what a good friend is, I think that to all of the friends that I have, and you can you can answer this honestly as as a cousin slash friend. <laughs> and I think you said like you know you provide that like if you need something if you need me I'll be there I feel like I'm there like emotional support I may not be able to like put something together for you so like don't call me call Amir but if you need emotional support or um, just life advice because I'm smart just kidding mm -hmm. <laughs> then you know I got you but um, we're getting a couple of questions so I'm just gonna pause on answering our own and but you never you never define what your idea or what your uh, definition of a friend is. Um, well, okay, so similar to you, my definition of a friend or a good friend is someone who I can trust, someone who's like dependable slash reliable, and someone who's like like minded. As in, we have some sort of commonalities because like you can meet people at school, you can meet people at work, and like. Your friends because of close proximity because you see them every day and you have to interact with them, mm -hmm. but but then um, if stop you... looking at the comments and answer. <laughs> off so much right now, but if you um, if you're friends with someone because you genu genuinely enjoy their company and it's like a mutually beneficial relationship, mm -hmm. I feel. Like that's a good friend like i get something out of you you get something out of me type of thing mm -hmm. okay you know I mean? so i feel like everybody has a very similar definition to what a friend is um yes and no because i feel like different people look for different things in friendships like for all of you guys that are that are watching i think your mom's watching too <laughs> i can see her username <laughs> but um for all of you guys that are watching, you know, I want to read what you guys are saying of what you think is a real friend. But let me just go through some of the comments here. Um, let's see. I don't have... Okay, this person said, I don't have friends, but I have associates. I will always be there for a friend. I don't let many people into my inner circle. I think a lot of people kind of are on that same wavelength. But do you... Do y'all believe that you should marry your best friend or that your spouse should become your best friend after marriage. Um, I mean, we're not really talking about marriage right now, but to, to answer the question, because I read it, um, ideally it would be great to marry your best friend, I think, right? Um, the next thing says, I feel like you can find a friend in anyone, teacher, colleagues, family. It's really about how kind the person is if you're kind to me vice versa okay so that person's criteria is like the kindness towards you <gasps> bye i know oh is new leaving yeah sorry <laughs> um someone said this sounds like the black men don't cheat <laughs> this sounds like the black men don't cheat yeah Wait, someone someone is putting words in my mouth. 
They said this sounds like black men don't cheat podcast because Amir really said women are only good for emotional support and men are good for building things. I never said men or women. Did I ever say did I say men or women? You did say that though. You did say that in the episode. I watched it back. No, 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 no. I mean like right now did I say that? When yeah. I was defining like the different types of friends you might have. Yeah, but you you said that you weren't necessarily the best person to go to for emotional support, but you could like build things and like do favors and stuff. Yeah, so I didn't say I didn't say like go to a woman for emotional support and look at me to build things. Well, technically I said that in the men don't cheat thing, but you know, I'm just like I didn't even I didn't do that. Yeah, whatever. You you're implying things here that I said in a previous episode. I, I, my opinion could have changed by then. You never know. Okay, did, I'm just saying. Did it? Uh, we'll not talk about that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, MK says, I think a real friend is one who doesn't put pressure on the friendship. It should feel effortless and have understanding, trust, and comfort. Yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, this person said, I grew people into either acquaintances or family. Like this friend thing is mad overrated. Okay. Um, <laughs> so maybe just your word for friend is different. Yeah, I think people view the word or, or how they view, because you know some people view a friend as a as a big deal like to become their friend you have to pass all these non-existent tests type of thing right and then to other people it's like you have one interaction and it's a good one it's like all right yeah that's my friend they can use it that term loosely you know what i mean mm-hmm. um let me see this person said i think as you get older your friend circle may get smaller because you start to develop as a person and as life gets busy you don't have time for everyone the way you might have when you were younger true that is that is true i i feel like um as you get older your friend circle does get smaller or, or you could be lucky enough to have a big friend circle for your entire life i feel like for for myself i kind of grew up with the same group of girls um and we're still friends to this day alhamdulillah like we all we mm-hmm. might not be in the same continent but we're all still friends i actually have one here she's going to be my co-host while you're <laughs> Over. <laughs> oh, y'all don't even have a you don't you don't even have a, a a tripod like I do. I know all the gear is at Amir's house, okay? Have... <laughs> I have I have my my real friend. Yes, here come over. Okay, um, she is here from Australia. This is Amina, aka um the guy who was on our podcast last week. That's her husband. Yes. Her wife. He has a name. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna introduce her as Khalid's wife. He's Amina's husband. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> He's also here. Khalid's also here. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's harder to make friends as you get older, and why? Actually, that's one of our questions. Um, I'm. I'm gonna direct that to you. Okay. So, so wow. here's a little bit of background info on Amina. Wow. <laughs> Don't be putting me on the spot now. Amina, you know, moved to Australia when she got married. And anyone who knows when you're moving to a new city after growing up in your hometown, you, you're forced to make new friends because otherwise you don't have a social life. So how was that experience for you? Because you were obviously an adult at that point. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll just, I'll clean it up later. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how how was your experience um, making that move and you know yeah making friends 
I'm just gonna put you on camera more. Don't you say? But um, I think. Well, going back a bit, like you said, like we kind of grew up together, right? So, like mm-hmm. our friendship came really naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you start this new life, you get married, you move to a whole new country, and then you're like in a room full of people, but you don't know where your friends are anymore. I think that was mm-hmm. like the hardest adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you take it for granted. Like you walk into a room here, you're like, okay, that's my friend, that's my friend. Yeah. You might have acquaintances, mm-hmm. but your close friends, you know who they are. Yeah. Um, so I think. I was kind of at an advantage because my husband has a sister mm-hmm. and then she has her friends mm-hmm. um, and I met a lot of them that way. Um, another thing was when you kind of go from one community to another, like our community is very tight knit. Mm-hmm. So I met a lot of people in the community that way. Um, and then as I, like I've been in Australia for four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on, as I started working and stuff, I actually made friends through work um, and then you mentioned like finding common interests as well. So I think finding people that had the same interests as me, like I met friends through that. Um, yeah, that was basically the main place that I meet my friends. Her name is Amina, by the way. I don't know if I introduced her. Mm-hmm. Amina. Um, did you feel like, although you were making these friends in Australia, did you always feel like, you know, a part of you wishes that you could have those lifelong friends that that get you that you can have that like nonverbal communication you know when we'd like talk with our eyes a hundred percent so i think like one of the things you don't realize is like a lot of our conversations are like memories like yeah. we're like reminiscing on like past events mm-hmm. um and you don't realize it till you're in a different setting with people who are doing the same thing mm-hmm. and you're like oh like, i'm not a part of these memories and then you kind of try to relate to the story mm-hmm. so you're like oh like i don't relate to the story but like you know it's cool like it's a funny memory and it's really fun to hear about it, but you're not there for it. Mm. Um, but it also made me realize, like, how it can make someone feel like an outsider. So I think now I'm more conscious of, like, how I am around other people as well. Like, if you're in a circle and you see someone that's not a part of the circle, try to make them feel welcome. Yeah. Like, being conscious of what you're talking about so that they don't feel left out as well. Um, that's something that took me a while to realize, but definitely, like, being in that situation myself mm-hmm. when I see people in similar situations like I'm more conscious of it so you like put in more of that effort to make sure that other people yes, feel welcome they feel welcome you. so like let's say we're talking about a story from back in the day mm-hmm. like try to give them like a back story to the story so they understand mm-hmm. the context of it yeah so they're not like confused or, like what are you guys talking about um but yeah MK says, that's how I felt when I moved to, it's like a new season of your life with new characters. Oh my God, so yeah. true. That's, so that's true. a good way of putting it. <laughs> MK, do you want to come on and share with <laughs> on the spot? I feel like we had like the reverse situation. Yeah, because he's an Aussie who moved to Toronto mm-hmm. and had to make new friends and navigate, you know, through this new season of his life, as he said. Yeah. Um, so... It's like all the main characters in your life are, they were all killed off. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't know how to request you. So I think, I think he has to request. MK, I think you have to request. Um, if you guys are longtime viewers, you would have remembered MK. I think you were like the first person in our um, Spotlight series, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you were. I think you were the first. So OG right here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, on the topic of making friends as an adult. I kind of want to hear, you know, your experience. Because I think you knew a couple people before you moved here, right? Yeah, I, I knew a few people. Um, and, and, like, naturally, because I'm, like, I like meeting people. Like, it wasn't tough to meet people, but it was, like, tough to 
like understand new relationships, you know, because I can talk like it's, it wasn't a problem for me, you know, or like going out and meeting new people, but like having to like, you know, like, you know, your friends, like I know American related is, you can just call like your friends, like, hey, you want to do something, for example, yeah. you know? or like you want to do this, or like you're familiar with places, or, you know, if you go somewhere, you're going to see someone, or like, you know, so it was like none of that, like, you know, everywhere you go, <clears throat> and you're kind of tied to like whoever you're going with, you know, because they know everyone. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So it was, I'm not going to lie, like it was a lot tougher than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but then you kind of get, like you kind of navigate through it, you know, but there are days where like, you know, you, you just miss your friends, you know, like you're like, oh, I wish like my friends were here or like, um, you know, I could just go Wait. out. And... My question is, after you get married, does all those feelings kind of go away and you're like, I just got, I got like a built in friend to kind of do things with now. So I don't even really need more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're both married, so you can answer that. I mean, I'm not married just yet, but <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, I mean, like to be honest, I like with my partner, like with, uh, my friends are like a lot of the friends I met now were through her, right? Um, like you know, so like um, just like her friends' partners, for example, or like you know, and and they've been really nice, you know. So like they've really brought me in and like um, you know, helping meet new people and whatnot. But it's it's really hard because like. I've known all my friends for like, you know, 18, 19 years plus, right? So like, mm-hmm. it's people that you, you can't, it's, it's really hard. The, I think the problem is comparison. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you meet people and you're like, uh, it's really hard not to compare like, oh, my friends are like this and my friends are like that, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, you, you have like your you know, inside jokes like, and... Exactly. You know? I think it's like realizing like, this is a different relationship. Like, mm-hmm. like, I think you try to find similar friends to like, you try to be friends with someone, but then you have to, like, this is a new friend and you're going to have a different relationship with them. So when you first went, were you looking for like, okay, I need to find like my Sara, I need to find my Hannah, I need to find, were you trying to look to like, um, my, <laughs> my Iman? <laughs> no, I'm just, I think. Who's <laughs> next to you? Huh? Iman's off. We have a whole audience in the back. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think, I think, like, so I don't know if you here, remember, MK, like, I actually messaged you about your, like, Yeah, yeah I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I think, like, I really related to that, because, like, no matter, like, the fact, I made friends, and that wasn't the issue, it's the fact that I couldn't, like, it's just such a different feeling, and now, four years later, like, I have an amazing relationship with a lot of people, yeah. and like, I feel so connected to the people as well. So now I, like, have multiple friends. And it's, like, I never thought I'd be in a place where it's, like, those are, like, my really close friends as well. But mm-hmm. I also have you guys as well. Like, it's yeah. so interesting to get the best of both worlds. Yeah. It's, you know what? Like, you, you have, like, you know, that, that handsome man behind you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, bro? <laughs> but, like, I, I know, like, I know a lot of the heterodies in Melbourne. Like, I know a lot of them, right? And I know they're all great people, right? So, like... It's, I can see the support system that you would have, like, you know, received or the people that you would have met, you know. But um, what I found here is, like, I, I think Canada's different to Australia. I don't know. I'm not being biased. But I feel like here, everyone's so caught up, like, in everything that they're doing. Like, it's really tough to kind of, like, and you kind of almost feel like, I don't want to, like, interrupt people or I don't want to whatever, right? But, like, in Australia, everyone's always down for something, like, all the time, you know? I feel the same way, though, about Melbourne because, like, I feel like, everyone kind of was living their life as it was, right? Like, yeah. people did make time for me as well, but I feel like 
there's only so much they can do like everyone's working at the beginning i wasn't working at the beginning so i feel like trying to like adjust and work around people's schedules like there's people that really made an effort to like be like hey let's go get coffee or like people that would call and be like how are you and i don't think people realize how much that meant like yeah. just call how i was i was like whoa like that's really like something that helps you get through it mm-hmm. um but yeah like, i feel like when people are living their lives it's like you don't want to disrupt their life yeah it's 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 tough and then also you kind of like because you're new you don't want to be that person right like you know she always wants to hang out or he always wants to do something you know that thing so it puts this weird pressure on you like you, you don't really know how to navigate like i think i'm alhamdulillah like I, i'm it's going to be one year for me next week right wow. like i moved here right and i'm like now i can really like i know how to navigate it better like mm-hmm. i know how like things work and i've kind of developed some relationships with some people right so like it's easier for me to kind of you know mm-hmm. like we had us do something or like I know where to go and I know what to do type of thing you know but Is I think find that like to find people to to like let's say like you want to just call someone like was it hard for you to find that person or were you calling back Melbourne and talking to your friends from Melbourne Oh I was calling my friends every day when I came here like every single day <laughs> I was looking at my time I'm like what's the time like yeah. you know, calling them like those sick of me they're like you called us more when you're out than you're here right so like yeah. probably but, um, that's the hard right now they're just like yeah He's, yeah, he's like not this guy again, you know. But like um but like now like well here I I kind of I met I met a couple of guys when I first moved here. Yeah. And uh, one of them lives really close to me. So like he was always like checking up on me like hey what are you doing like you know if you're going to do something. He was like super solid, you know. Mm-hmm. Then he moved. <laughs> he left Canada. Right? <laughs> so but then I have another couple of friends who are also like always, you know. Um it's it's much better now alhamdulillah like I I definitely you know but um I think also the age that I moved that is much more different like if you move younger it's, yeah. it's, it's probably a little bit easier but when yeah. you've kind of established a lot of friendships and you've met a lot of people and you know you you know you know your way around and like what not you know um it's really hard to kind of like now the people I meet here like I can consider them friends but mm-hmm. like it it'd be very tough for me to like compare it to my friendships back home like if that makes sense and I think it's only fair because of you know time and experiences and memories and and what Can I ask you guys Okay um maybe because we all are similar in the sense that like we grew up with our friends whether we met them through school or you know Saturday school whatever the case may be or their family or whatever um when you had the opportunity to now choose your friends what do you look for or like you know who do you choose to surround yourself with like what is it that you look for when you're like you know I want this person around me more like what's that thing that you notice and you're like yeah this is the person that i want to be friends with um do, do you want to answer first me no uh, uh, amina amina anybody can i feel like Iman. this is open so any Let's of you can you mind on this yeah yeah i would say loyalty is like one of the big things and like trust because like um you know you're going to go through ups and downs with anybody but like I just need a friend that's going to be loyal to me like no matter what I go through like positive or negative, you know what I mean? Do you have like some sort of like how do you test loyalty though? <laughs> you can't really test loyalty. You just kind of have to just go through the motions with them. like you know either they burn trust um or they prove themselves, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, they just have to stand the test of time pretty much. Yeah. I feel like guys guys don't really okay maybe I'm generalizing for me myself I don't think I've ever actively looked for a friend or tried to like define when a, I'm making a friend 
if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. usually it's like you interact with them a couple of times and like okay you're cool and then you see them again and you interact with them and they're like you know what you're cool and then like you know like just at that point you're friends. It's like you, there's no it? like That's all it takes. Yeah, it's like that video you see where like uh at the gym yeah. you walk by the guy one day, you don't say anything, the next day you pass him, you like give him a nod, the next day you give him a dap up real quick and then like the next week you guys are like best friends giving each other spots, talking to each other, you know each other's life story. It's like for guys I feel like it's very just you know you just go with the flow. You don't actively think do I like trust this man like do but, I, I don't know will I have him as my wedding. <laughs> like deep conversations with those friends though like do you open up? Yeah, like sometimes you you'll just have like some deep conversations like you I'm, I'm I'm not a very guarded person to kind of have those conversations, right? I I'd rather hear from someone who might not know too much to kind of get an unbiased opinion or yeah like yeah i'm very I'm very unguarded with that kind of stuff okay valid do you have i i disagree like i feel like i won't open up like i have my specific friends where like i can be friends with anyone as well like if i see someone then i can have a good time like we can spend hours together or we can that might be then i have like my specific group like brothers where i can say you know what i have this issue and then like you know? um so i think that's the difference with guys i think it's very chill where we with anyone we speak to and we can have fun with anyone but when it comes like the like the deep like issues i'd say like i have certain people that hey man look what i need <laughs> you have her <laughs> her as well we're talking about like making friends like yeah. males if you're talking about males mm-hmm. um that that's how i see it but yeah married as well like you have someone else mm-hmm. for some reason the sound is like cutting out for actually you speaking there i'm not sure if because i don't think was it a sound from either me no i was or... breaking up that is breaking up oh really you got to hear him properly yeah yeah i was cutting out a little bit i don't know why but nah but okay we got the gist of what you say in there okay he he Yeah, but that's why I didn't want to generalize cuz I I realized that like this is probably just me, right? And I feel like that's why it's different for everyone, right? It's very hard to give a very gen- a very like there's no fact to anything that we're really Do you, do you see them as good friends though or do you just see them as like your buddies, like your gym buddy or whatever? Like cuz I I'm kind of like I'm torn between what you said and what Khalid said, right? Because Yeah. I can kind of get a lot like the first time I met you I'm like I can get along with this guy, you know? Like when mm-hmm. though cuz but but you had similarities like your personalities were very Yeah that's, that's what I mean right but mm-hmm. I can, but I can also really get along with Khalid right like but mm-hmm. I think it just like it depends on like what what you're talking to that person about type of thing so I kind of relate to what Khalid was saying because like like back home in Australia like I know a ton of people right like and I can hang out with almost any of them right but I have like you know three four specific people that I uh, like if I need something if like they need me if I like I can rely on I can like there's like a lot more to I can c- consider them like actual real friends right like because I think the distinction between a friend and like an acquaintance like you know it's kind of blurred sometimes because you can be hanging out with someone every single day but you, you don't really consider them as a you know they just a good time so mm-hmm. I look Yeah for- so that's why I guess for everybody's different and maybe Maybe uh, I'm, I'm being swayed by you guys as well. What did you say, Sarah? 
I'm just reading this comment that we got. Um, you want to read it here? It says, I look for friends who... Oh, true. <laughs> I look for friends who I feel aren't judgmental. I can trust, talk to about anything, have fun. Most important friends who are oriented to the dean and remind me of Allah. That's that's actually a really good point. And I think all of us kind of skated over, like, as, as Muslims, um, I think that when you think of a real... Um, you don't just think about like a friend who's beneficial for you like for in this life i don't know if you guys compartmentalize those types of friendships because i do i know that i have certain friends for if i want to have a good time certain friends that i know who are for you know my hereafter and i think that friends who are beneficial for your hereafter are, are so important and i think low-key underrated so if you have a friend that that is reminds you of the dean and reminds you to be better I'm like, hold on to the them go. So you're kind of, you're kind of just, you know, repeating what I said at the beginning. You know, we have friends for different things. <laughs> so, hey, you know, whatever, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, think, I really think, like what I said earlier, like I like effortless friendships. Like I like friendships where, like, if I don't call you for a week because I'm like drowning in work, like you're not gonna be mad at me because I didn't call you. Mm -hmm. Or like you're not gonna hold it against me. Or you know, or like if I called you after a month and I'm like, hey, can you give me a lift? You're not going to be like, oh, you haven't spoken to me. You know, yeah. like I like those friendships because it's just like I don't expect everyone to always have time for me. Like I understand life gets in the way and whatnot, you know. And as long as you have good like understanding of each other's lives and, you know, how things go. Like, because I don't know, like people I consider close to me are like, I've known them for 15 years plus and we've never, I've never had issues with them, you know. And there's some people that I've attempted to be friends with and quickly I had to log back off because I realized it was just too much work like yeah. being different and like like how do you do that I feel like it feels unnatural you're almost like forcing the friendship and you yeah. want to how do you do that how me I, I like I think I'm just like I'm very like blunt that's why so like I'll just say what I want I'll just I'll back off I'll like move myself and I'll I'll say like look I don't have time like and if you really if I really get if they keep asking I'll tell them straight out I'm like this is just it's too much for me like I can't sustain I can't sustain this. So, and it's not fair on you. Like if you, you know, if, you want, if you're expecting things from me and I can't do it. So, do you think that I got older though? I feel like when I was younger, it's very hard for me to kind of, like, if I had a friendship that was toxic, it would be mm -hmm. very hard to step back. But I feel like as I get older now, like I differentiate between me and that are not good for me. So, do you think that age? It is with age because when I was younger, I, like I would feel bad. I feel yeah. I can't do that. Like I look like I, I look like you know I look too like I'm acting too good for somebody, whatever the case may be. But like now, now I just understand and like I I don't feel bad anymore because like I have to value my time as well and like what I have going on, right? Like because my life's different to what I was when I was eighteen or nineteen, right? So like you have to just know where to draw the line because then this I found in my experiences if you let people go too far. You know, the more you allow, the more that will happen, right? So, like, you have to kind of draw the line somewhere. So. Kind of going back to what you were saying before as well, like, I feel like um, after you leave your home city or whatever, um, you really have to take into consideration that everyone's living their own life. And you can't hold things against people. Like, that was something that was really hard for me to realize at the beginning. Like, there'd be friends that I can speak to, like, for, like, six months. But then when we spoke, it was normal. Like, it wasn't weird. And I think we both had the understanding, like, we're both living our And when we talk, like, if everything feels normal, it's cool. There's some... It's so awkward. Like, it's like, it is what it is. 
Can mm-hmm. I ask something? When was the last time you came back to Canada? Four years ago. Okay, so how was it now that you came back four years later? It's so weird because it feels like I never left. Okay, so like, you still, that's yeah. what I was worried about. Like when I go back, I'm gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was talking, I was talking to Khalid about this one. I don't remember. You asked me, Khalid, you're like, well, we we go every year, but we haven't been able to. Yeah. You know, we're talking yeah. on Instagram, but um, like it's. I feel like now when I go back home, I, I don't know what to expect. Kind of yeah. thing, right? Because like I've never been away from home this long, right? Yeah. So. No, like I've never left Toronto before, and then I just yeah. went. I never came back, but it literally feels like I never left. Like there's a lot of things that changed. You know, things happen. happen. Eglinton's still on the road, bro. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Oh my god. Look at you making Toronto jokes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, we got there was someone asking like how do you make friends uh at, when you're older and you don't have those skills. Um I think I think it's it kind of starts off with like if you're looking to make friends that have similar like you guys are like minded or anything like that. I think it starts with where you where you position yourself, right? So, like, if you're a student and you go to school, I think you're more likely to make a friend while you're at school. Or if you work, um, you can become friends with one of your, like, coworkers. Um, or, you know, I think nowadays, like, there are the dating apps. I know a lot of the dating apps also do it for, like, to make friends. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, there's, like, ones where you can just go on the dating apps, but they're, like, friend apps. So you can, like, match with people based on, like, similar commonalities or whatever it is that you look for. Um, I know that it's hard, especially coming out of the pandemic. I know a lot of us developed, like, severe social anxiety. It's, it's feel uncomfortable being out and about in public. But sometimes it's really just faking it till you make it, right? Like, if you're on the street and you like someone's outfit, shoot them a compliment. Like, when you genuinely compliment someone, that, first of all, that brightens the day, but it makes a little bit less defensive and more open to starting a conversation i find so mm-hmm. also just... um i think something more pragmatic or like something you can do uh locally is like maybe joining a club of something that you are interested in like if say- you like sports you can join a sports club for whatever sport you play i don't yeah. know if you like anime you could probably find some anime club if you like movies i don't know movie club. just whatever a chess club i don't know like i literally was gonna say that like um before i came to toronto I went to boot camp and it was all girls boot camp and i met so many people in the it was like it was so interesting because i'm like i didn't think to join that until now but i met so many people like that as well so you can really meet so many different avenues so, yeah um sammy says <laughs> You better cough up that gas money if you need. Right. I love that this ain't no Uber. <laughs> um, we did get a, a question that I wanted to answer here. Um, someone said, do you guys feel like girls and guys can be friends, non-family members? And what age gaps are all of your friends around the same age? Good questions. Um, who wants to answer that one first? Um, I, did, I did a whole podcast episode on this, so you can go to <laughs> listen to that one already. I know it was a big fight. <laughs> um, I just wanted to comment on the friendship, like the age thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that, for example, in Toronto, we're very, like, separated by age. Like, Not really. A lot of circles, I feel like, are, like, a lot of us are close in age. 
like we're not we, the same age yeah. we're like age range yeah two years yeah like two three years but yeah. then like for example like in melbourne like there's some groups that are like there's like so many different ages and like i think there's like a 10 year gap wow so, i will have conversations with people like 10 years younger than me i mean conversations and friends is different though that's true i guess that yeah that's actually true friendships are different but i feel like that's something that i with my mom I will have conversations more people regardless of their age. But in terms of like a friendship friendship, like I feel like it's a lot harder to have a big age because you might not relate to the same. But I don't know, just I guess it depends on personal preference. But girls and guys being friends. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I think I think it depends on like um if you grew up with them like as like children. Like if you literally grew up together, then okay that makes sense cuz like for all of us we kind of all literally grew up in like the same building but together here, we're also family right like this is like outside of family like if you're not related no but we have we have some like uh okay maybe they will be related to you but they won't be related to me but we're still we consider each other family <laughs> yeah are we, are we talking are we talking religiously here or how are we talking like do you believe that girls and guys okay. with Failure, I think, iconic friendship. I think, I think it can happen, but I think there's this is how I this is how I feel about it. I think there's different friends for different stages of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think, I think <laughs> like when you are married, for example, it's very difficult. Like as a, me as a married man, like I'm like I can still know you. We can be cool. We can be whatever. Right. Like but like I'm not gonna just have the same time or like you know I won't just go hang out with you. Or I won't just go do things that I would do when I wasn't. marriage for example just out of respect for my wife right like and i just don't think it's right you know mm-hmm. uh, but i think my whole life i've had like i have a lot i had a i still have a lot of like platonic you know good uh, friendship with with women and like it's always been good you know like it's never been a problem for me but i just think it's different for different people that's that's how i think it is it's very subjective to the guy and the girl like at the end of the day because some people some people can really handle it, so yeah. i think as long as there's no Like let's say you're both single and you're not married. as long as there's no um attraction to each other then I think it's very possible to have a platonic relationship mm-hmm. and then even if you're in a relationship or you get married I feel with that natural progression in your life kind of end up being friends with, like other married people so like one couple will be friends with another couple so you know you might not be best friends with the person's wife <laughs> but you'll hang out on a consistent basis you might hang- setting and it's not like one on one you know what i mean i think it also depends on the level of closeness as well. like mm. like i think those guys can be friends but i yeah. think it's like how close are you as friends um but yeah like what you're you really i feel like you can't be friends with a guy like mm-hmm. girls can't really be friends i've had so many guy friends totally legit and you know i guess i treat a guy like a treat a girl <laughs> <laughs> and like you want to be intimate with friends as in like have emotionally conversations yeah exactly you want to have deep conversations with your and unfortunately you can't have that close bond you know that you girlfriend with a guy friend so there has to be boundaries and like definition of friendship really depends can i ask why why i think because the guys are single <laughs> <laughs> i think we're all going to ask that question <laughs> <laughs> your husband well <laughs> not necessarily 
I don't know. Like, I think I think boundaries are very important, mm. but I still feel like if you both have a, an understanding that this is just a platonic friendship, and you both agree to that, I think it's totally fine to confide in them as long as boundaries are established. As long as they mm. understand it, sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, boundaries. <laughs> I don't think guys should be confiding in. Well, it depends. It's to the extent, right? Like, I don't think guys should really be confiding in other girls. Yeah, I really. Agree. I agree. Unless they're family. Not even family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, not even family. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one out because I have very strong views about this. So. <laughs> hold up, hold up, MK. So if you have like a, a female cousin, you're not gonna confide in her. No. I, to be honest, I, I talk with my sister a lot, right? Yeah. Like, I like, I may like share some things with her. But I, I just don't think I'll, I'll fully confide in her. I just think I can probably confide in a mirror first before I confide in like a, uh, like a female friend of mine. I, I mm -hmm. just know, you know? And even though I don't know him that well, but I just think guys know how to give you like like better, you know? Like because they understand what you're going through more. You right? just say guys are better at giving advice. No, you're... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, it's, not, it's not even that. But I just think <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I sit with Khaled and be like, yo, Khaled, like, you know, I'm struggling with work, bro. Like, I, you know, this is that. Like, he's going to be able to give me, like, solutions, you know, that of situations that he might have gone through, for example. Right? He may be able to relate to me just on, like, a man-to-man -man level, like, of, you know, of what I need to get done, right? But, like, I can talk to my sister, and she's going to be like, oh, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, things are going to be okay. And it's going to be, like, emotional support, which is fine, which is great. But I, I need, like, solutions. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, do you feel that? Male friends can give you that emotion. Probably not. No, no, I, I, I honestly, I honestly look at her. Like, I believe, like, I could talk to a guy, you know, like, a guy friend of mine, and, like, about a problem, whatever the case may be, and I can get some, like, you know, solutions, right? Like, but if I talk to, like, you know, it's just not, it's not even like a woman can't give me a good solution or whatever the case may be, but I just think guys can relate to you more just because they go through similar situations in life. But you have to have a with the guy that you're open to talk Because I remember I was talking to some guys about this and I said, like, what would you do if one of your friends, like, just started crying? And he's, he's like, that would be so weird. And I'm, it would be weird. What do you mean? What? See? <laughs> don't even he said it would be weird. I'm joking. But that's a maturity thing. Like, I think that person is just young, so that's why they said it. Mm. But I feel like as you mature a bit, like, you would be there to support your friend emotionally. Yeah. I mean, I've had some of my guy friends cry in front of me because they were going through like a really tough time, and I never looked at them any different. Yeah, it's good. I, I never have, I never have, and I never will, right? Just because I understand the level it takes you to get to that, like for you to be going through something that difficult that you have to cry, like it's it's big, right? Like, yeah. but I just, I think guys can probably it's probably better for a guy to cry in front of another guy than to cry in front of a girl. Yeah. I mean, Why? I think a girl, I think, like, you know, a girl can still provide that emotional support, but it's just in terms of being able to relate. Like, yeah, you know, cry and cry with your guy friends. Like, all of the guys that are watching the live right now, do you feel like, you know, and if your other friends are in here, then you, you know, it depends <laughs> on your comfort level, but do you feel like you have a safe space amongst your group of friends where if something's going on, you can just call up your, homeboys and let out a good cry or do you just keep that stuff to yourself Cause it, like in in groups of circles with guys like you know 
do you fear that vulnerability like how does it work because with girls like i could call her tomorrow and be like oh my god like this is happening and you know what I mean? can you i got, can i say something there like i feel like for women and like i've always saw this like i have two sisters right mm -hmm. and like i've always saw like growing up like when they were cried they would just get supported right my mom would be like okay don't cry my dad would be like don't cry it's okay whatever like they'll get kind of like you know looked after like you know but when i cried i had things thrown at me <laughs> right so my, dad, my dad literally if i like i could kill someone and he'd be like it's okay but if i cried he'll be mad right? <laughs> this is toxic masculinity starts though is like unfortunately when it's, african, it's african father sarah i don't know <laughs> this is nothing new i'm not in a different than anyone else <laughs> i know but i'm just saying but, like but i think naturally like Just, I'm only making this point to what you said because you said you can call up your girls and just cry, like right, like. But you allowed that space from time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like most guys weren't allowed that space. Like if but you. Cry, but but like from young, I'm I'm talking from young, from like you being raised, you weren't allowed that space. So if you, if my sisters were allowed that space at home, they could take it naturally out to their friends, for example. But if I wasn't allowed that space at home growing up, then I can't take that outside because from young I know that it's wrong. Like I can't do it. Right, so like I can't really call up my boys and be like, "Yo, I, I need to like cry at like you know I can't even do it." Right, Amir, do you feel the same? And Khalid, do you feel like since like from a young age you guys weren't given that like that safe space to be vulnerable to cry if you need to? Oh, I've cried in front of like so many people, <laughs> but that's like that's like that's like at funerals and stuff. It's like it's kind of expected at that point, right? Uh, yeah. But I've never been in a situation outside of that where I felt the need to cry, if that makes sense. And if I did, like, I would hold it in. Mm. Um, but less for the other people, more for myself. It's like, I want to keep it, you know, for myself. I don't know. I'm a very, I, like, I like to be, I'm more shy about that kind of stuff. So you, you're, you, do you have a fear of being vulnerable in front of other people? No, because like if I did, then I wouldn't have cried at the funeral either. But no, but funerals are naturally yeah. a sad place. Yeah, you can right? cry. And it's safe. It's um, safe. It's, a funeral cry is the safest cry because everyone's crying. Like it's fine. It's like I guess, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, you know. But if you're going through a tough time with whatever the situation is, do you feel like you know? Do you have that? Do you hear my stomach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you feel like you can't? Like you have a fear, like you you wouldn't like even in front of me if it was just me and you were recording and you're like, oh my god, Sad, I just can't right now because. Can I ask you a question? Have you guys ever had like a heart to heart? Me and Amir. Yeah. Like Amir, have you ever been vulnerable? <laughs> have we? I don't think so. Because I was think I actually was reflecting on it because I was like I don't think I've ever had you've never had a heart to heart with me. I don't think I've had a heart to heart with like anyone. Damn. I think <laughs> I think through the through the podcast like yeah you've had like much deeper conversations than i think we ever would in real life yeah and like here and there like off camera i feel like we've talked about some things but we've never gotten like too deep i don't know if like i'm not gonna lie to you I've, sometimes i'm like scared to bring things up to you i don't know why because i know you're you're a non-judgmental person but yeah I, i don't know i'm just scared i feel i, I don't know one, i heard a saying once where it's like a guy will never cry to you unless he really 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 trust you and i feel like i feel like that's true like i don't think i mean i don't go to someone and say hey i need to cry but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but if i'm emotional and I'm yeah 
me like I like I really trust you and I'm coming to you for a solution and if I'm that emotion and I cry well I cry but if it's like if it's in front of someone that you really trust I feel like it's okay like you don't feel like oh I'm like you know I'm not being a man or whatever it might be whatever the stigma is um I don't know I, I feel like I relate to that statement mm -hmm. well I grew up in a home with two parents who perpetuate toxic masculinity so <laughs> me too <laughs> I, I don't know I, I can't do it like I can't it's really, it's very hard. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I promise you. I tell you, wallahi, one time I went on YouTube and I typed in how to cry. Like I actually went. <laughs> wallahi, I was in my bed and I typed in how to cry on YouTube. And like I was watching this thing where like you have to like hold your eyes for very long. How active. Like, I was just doing the most just to cry, and I just couldn't let it out. Like it just <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's that's me. It's, it's very rare for me. If you ask, I yeah. like or if you ask, it's so it, tough. It's so tough. Like I don't. Yeah. I, I know the exact date I cried. It was. Twenty uh, fourth of August, two thousand and fourteen, when Michael died. Like I remember it. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that you know you 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 had that experience because I really, on the other hand of it, you know, first of all, I'm not a man, so no toxic masculinity was bred on my side, or it wasn't pushed onto me. Um, I was actually always a very um, like expressive child all of my emotions came through to the <laughs> degree <Must be> nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, like i hate showing emotion like i hate mm. crying in front of people like that's so embarrassing to me i mean no like i don't i don't think i don't think i'm like happily like yeah let me cry in front of this person i just met two weeks ago you know yeah mm. but i'm also not afraid to express myself like if i'm upset like now i think at the age that i'm at after getting to know myself and like just really knowing how to handle my emotions how to understand my emotions like i give myself that space to feel whatever it is i'm feeling and if i need to cry i'm gonna cry like i'm not gonna hold myself back you know like, mm -hmm. boy, like I, I can literally count on my hand like how many times I've seen him cry? Like he does. We'll watch the saddest movie. I don't you know, cry you movies. know, you know when he cried from, cry from a show, mm, Earth Trickle. <laughs> was it when his dad died? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I just looked at like Steve chuckling. <laughs> he was yawning. Okay, he wasn't crying. Huh? He was yawning. He wasn't crying. <laughs> yawning. Have a tear come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something in both of his eyes. <laughs> like, you know, watch this movie. You're gonna cry. I'm like, I will not cry. Trust me. And there's never been a show or anything that I've cried. I don't know what happened there. Do you feel sadness, or you just like? Yeah, you feel sad. Oh, okay, okay. But you don't cry. Okay. Well, Interesting. Um, I we have a YouTube video of me fully bawling out, <laughs> uh, bawling my eyes out. You? So, yeah. We had made a reaction to a movie, and I like cried halfway through it. <laughs> We watched um what was it called what sorry it called the uh, grave of fireflies grave of fireflies <laughs> but you know what you cried because you felt like you could relate to that storyline right yeah yeah um, so but like going back to like i think there's like a perception that females are like op like they're comfortable to cry but i think it's very rare for me to like cry in front of someone like mm. i feel very 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 uncomfortable is it because you feel exposed I feel very exposed and I don't mm -hmm. like to show that like even if like for example this is kind of related but like 
if I meet someone and from the get go like, oh, I love you, and I'm just like, whoa, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> like emotions, like when it's too extreme for me, it's just like I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think only like a handful of people in Melbourne have seen me cry. Like it was a like I have tried not to let that. Like I don't like to show that emotion or that yeah. side of me. You have to be very vulnerable. Exactly. To, like, have someone see you cry, and it's like you know, if you don't feel safe in an environment, you honestly can't. You can't cry. But but do you think? But like, even if you were to cry, like, don't you think you'd have that that space would be available here or in Melbourne? Well, either or. Of course, I feel that now. Like, yeah. I in like with you guys, like I wouldn't like we've cried on the phone before. Like, oh yeah. Like, I think like for me, like I've always felt comfortable because we grew up together. Mm-hmm. But there, like, it was situational when I cried, and I was like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But the people that were around me made me feel like it's okay. You know, like it's okay. Like. Feel what you're feeling. It's fine. And then those are the people that I felt very safe, very comfortable with. But that fear of like, I hate that thought. Like, it's so scary to me. Show emotion. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just you're gonna. Very popular. I don't know if you guys, First I just, proposal. Now we have topics, and it comes I mean, up in the background. I mean, I mean, you mean the manager? It's Jordan. <laughs> if Jordan can cry in front of. thousands of people we can cry to you guys but honestly honestly the reason that the reason that i i try to stop myself from crying a lot of times because in it, as i grew up as a child or i don't know when i made this connection but i always had that made that connection between holding in your cry is tied to strength so if you can hold it in you're stronger as a person so because of that that's that I, it's not because of fear People, you try and relate it to fear. It's not fear that stops me from crying. It's the idea is like if I can hold it in, then I'm stronger, as strong as a person. It might not be right. We don't know what the true and right answer is. You know, people try and say you know, letting it out at all times. You know, it's just I'm just saying. What did you link here? Pin here. <laughs> I, <just know. laughs> I had to. That was your first marriage proposal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was just saying, like, uh, um, yeah, a lot of us tie our the ability to hold in a cry to strength, and and that's it's. I don't think it's related to fear a lot of the time. It's. it's I, agree, I agree with that. I don't. Th- I don't think it's fear either. I think it's just more yeah. like you know that as a man, like from time. I I remember very clearly my dad saying, "Men don't cry. Men don't cry. Mm-hmm. You have to be strong. You have to be strong." Like right. Like I I heard that from like as far as I can remember. Right, like mm-hmm. so, I I agree with you. Like, I don't think it's a fear thing. You know, I think it's more just you know that you can be strong, or if someone around you is crying, that you can be strong for them too. Like type thing. You know? Mk, you got a question. Someone yeah, said, "Do you crying. think that you're suppressing your emotions because you don't cry?" I don't think so because I I am actually quite expressive. Like I write a lot. Like I let everything out. So like I don't really I don't really hold anything in. Like you know more. So I I talk and like. To, to if I have a problem with somebody, for example, or if I have a problem in general, I know how to kind of like you know express it. And I think a lot of issues with a lot of men, like people that I know, anyways, is you don't really have an outlet. Right? Mm-hmm. Like if you you can't talk because you 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 know you you suppress, right? And I used to suppress a lot, right? Um, or you don't have like an outlet. You don't do something that kind of gets your mind off it, right? But me, as soon as I figured out I could write, because everything I think. If I'm like stressed about something or whatever, I just write it down, you know, and like I turn it into poetry, I turn it into whatever, and it just, alhamdulillah, like it, it helps me a lot, like you know. But I know people who who don't have that, like you know, so it's it's a struggle. So. I think it's also important to know when to cry, because like 
like I, at least my idea of a man is like you can you can cry like it's fine to cry for certain things but if you're crying over everything like if you stub your toe and you end up crying <laughs> like if someone cuts you off on the road and you start crying <laughs> flat tire what if <laughs> no nah, hold hold you be strong yeah you feel pain at all to cry excuse me <laughs> no okay but like stubbing your toe like if it's for small things here and there okay like like you know man up for real but if it's for like something like if someone passes away you're like okay you can cry but even to then it's an extent right like if you're crying from now like for uh, three months from now you're still crying it's like okay man like you know Um, I disagree. I disagree because now you're trying to put a limit on how vulnerable you. Okay, Sarah. Sarah, can I say something to you? Imagine you had. Imagine you're married to a guy that came home from work and said, and he said, "Hey, how are you dating?" And he's like, "We've just started hiring," and he just started crying. What would you do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First every of day, you're just complaining about work. Crying every day. What if he had a hard day? He's. Can't. You would there's think no of him as less of a man. No way. No, I wouldn't. If he did it every day, there's no way. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. What if you had a bad day? Thank you. Imagine, imagine you had a bad month and he cried every day. If I <laughs> came home from work every day, I said, I'm, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. I'm so stressed out, you know? And then he just lets out tears. Through the house, tears every day. What would you do? <laughs> Look, here's the thing, right? Because coming from someone, I, I can openly say that I grew up as a very emotional child. Everything made me cry. <laughs> But the reason why was because I didn't know how to verbalize how I was feeling. So... <laughs> Sammy, I feel like I need to add you on here. Please request because I know you have a lot to say, but to to kind of like to kind of get back to what you were saying, as someone who used to cry a lot, um I used to cry because I didn't know how to verbalize how I was feeling. So, and you know, if he's coming home every night saying like I had a bad day, I had a bad day, I'd be like, "Let's talk about it." Like every day? No, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's my point about uh, that's what I'm saying to you but that's, oh, that's why I agree with, uh, with, with Amir because like you do have to be strong as a man you have to be able to hold some things in right because why because if you are, if you if you're having a bad day and I'm having a bad day and we just come home and it's a crackfest like every single day like you know who's gonna help who up you know well, I just think you would try and like you know find a solution like if what's causing you this much distress yeah. that you're like, crying there's a, reason. there's a reason someone's behaving that way yeah like, you have to talk about it and find a solution like, do we need to find you a therapist like what's going on yeah, I, i don't know i just think as a man like you need to be able to hold it together like you know because there's going to be times where yeah. you're supposed to be protecting your your like you know your family and and like you know sheltering them and like there's a lot of things you know like you have we're to be tasked with to... being the protectors we're tasked with being the providers right yeah. so totally be a protector and a provider and still become I can't be a protector with tears in my eyes how <laughs> I was like one every day like, I need protection <laughs> But let me give you a give you a scenario let's say this guy grew up in the, in a similar sort of environment where his parents didn't allow him that freedom to to cry as a kid and so he grew up in his teens and and early 20s and late 20s thinking like I cannot cry because that will make me less of a man and then when he finally gets married and his spouse now gives him like literally makes him feel so safe and so comfortable to allow him to cry so he's going to let it all out that's years and years yeah. and years of trauma I don't mind Sarah like you're not understanding my point like if if I come home to my wife and I had like this hap- in a hypothetical world right like I come home and I just cry because I've just been going through a tough time I just cry because I've been going through a tough time okay I've done it once But if I'm pulling up every day with tears in my eyes, right? Or very regularly, 
like if, very regular. Like if I if I'm doing it like, like say twice a week or like once a month or something, I yeah. promise you, for any woman, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like anything. I mean, but maybe you're going through something like. It, it, it's a cry for help, literally. So yeah. maybe you, you know, there's something like it's a deeper rooted issue there. And fellas, fellas, what do you think? Khaled, yeah. Khaled, what do you, what do you guys think? I, I agree. I feel like a girl would find it unattractive. It's like uh, this guy is meant to be like the rock, right? We, like, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm. It depends. Get up if you hear a noise in the backyard. Me or you, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, like someone tried to someone tried to relate it. Say they said uh, the prophet used to cry to Khadija. Uh, but that's like a whole nother level. The epitome of, uh, what is it? Epitome, sorry, of, of a masculine man. So Yeah. But that was like when you're de- when he's dealing with like revelation, literally. Yeah. Like at that point, okay. Like you're dealing with a whole ummah that he has to take care of. But like when you're dealing with just your regular day job and you come home crying about that kind of stuff, like it shouldn't reach that level before you start trying to figure it out yourself as a man, being like, okay, I need to make a decision here. If you reach the level where you're crying, then... Like, there's something underlying there. There was something else going on there. And and we're saying, we're not saying, like, if it cries once, okay, that's okay. But once, we got to figure out what's going on there. But if it's every day and they all start complaining about different things, at that point, you're like, okay, like, what do you want me to do? Like, we got if you want to figure this out, we can figure it out. But don't, call, don't come crying to me every day. And I feel like men are just, like, different. Like, men and, men and women are different, right? Like, females will get more emotional than men do. Men are more, like... What is the solution to my problem? It's not let me let out all this emotion. Like I just want to cry it out and feel better. It's like all right, I have a problem. Let me find the solution, and 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 that's that. You know, so it's not like we're not gonna dwell on it and cry or whatever. If we cry, yeah, okay, it's been stressed, whatever. It's been whatever it might be. It might happen once, twice, whatever. But we're not one to dwell on something and say, okay, you know what? Like just find the solution, get rid of it, get it done, and move on. You know. So I feel like that's why we're like, you know, the rock of the relationship, like, the support system, whatever it might be, whatever we are in society, that is why we have that, that role. You know, we- support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals no matter how complex they may be real wealth requires real solutions for more information connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com that's c-o-r-i-e-n-t.com corient.com Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at we're not like women where we get emotional like that, and like if, if you go, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. Why are the women so quiet now? Because they all know we're right. 
<laughs> your face is saying otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, like I feel like you guys have this this thought so deeply ingrained in all of you, like all three of you. It's funny because we're like arguing the opposite, and it's like we're the one that's gonna have to deal with it. Like if it's not, I promise you. Well, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I promise you, I experimented this once. I tried to be like quote unquote soft, right? Like I was talking to somebody back in the day, and I just just I, I uh, overexpressed. When I tell you she ghosted me, like this. <laughs> <laughs> she ghosted. She ghosted me like Casper. What do you mean she was gone? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Have I ever like? Have I ever like? Like I think. Did you I get think... an ick when Khalid cries or something? No, like... I'm like he's showing emotion, and you're happy, right? Yeah, because he probably does it so far in between. This way. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very, very rare. If your mom was crying to you every single okay. day, it's like the first thing you're like comforting him, and then it's just like you know, like, more, I feel like I'm more of like a problem solver as well. That'd be like we need to solve this. Like if you're crying this much, there's a problem. We need to solve the problem. Um, no, if you if you go on through something, would you like? Let's say you come home, you have a like a crap day every single day. Mm. Will you be inclined to cry? Are you, do you think okay, it's fine to cry? I think my inclination is to go like. No, mine would be anger. Like, if I'm that yeah, upset but... at work every day, I'd be angry. Quit your... Now, can, I, can I ask you a question? Say, say, say Khalid moved instead of you, right? Like, I'm sure when you moved, you okay. were going through a lot and he had to support yeah. you, right? Like, he had to help you out. Imagine it was all the way around and he came home every day just stressed. He hates <laughs> the city, okay? And he just needed the support every day. What would you do? I would be honestly. There. I would honestly be there for him because... Khalid knows he's been we there. We love that queen. We yeah. love that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't doubt it. Mashallah, may Allah protect both of you, right? But yeah. like but what I'm what I'm saying is, okay, <laughs> is like if Khalid came home every day is like I got locked down town today, like kids, you know? <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> That's your answer. <laughs> That's what yeah, I'm saying exactly. though, do you get me? I want to open Google Maps. Like I think it depends <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't I think, think I that's think normal. Depends, I think it depends on what the issue is. If Tell him, Munya. <laughs> he got lost downtown and he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was crying over that, then there's a problem there. But, like. Yeah, but if, but if my girl cried over being lost downtown, then be like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, don't worry, I can't get you. Like, I'm going to take that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it depends. Like, I understand because I've moved, I know how hard it is. Like, it's a very big emotional... Like, I don't know, MK, have you not been emotional? Like, you heard my episode, you heard my episode, right? Like, but I, I, but I, I expressed how I was feeling, though. Like, I, I let it go, right? But, like, I didn't... I don't feel like I had time to be emotional. I was emotional for, like, three hours, and, like, I was going, like, you know? And then <laughs> I was back to it, you know? Like, I can't... I, it's, it's not natural to me, right? Because, naturally, I'm just, like... I get on it, right? You like started working as soon as you got here? I, I had a job before I came. Like, I had a job before I came. But, yeah. like, I left that job. And then I started looking for another job. And then I moved houses, like, three times. And, like, I was doing the most in the first three, four months that I was here, you know? So, like, I, had, I was busy. I had so much that I had to, like, take care of. But when I, when I dropped that episode, yeah. and I was, like, saying, well, this is actually crazy, that's yeah. when I, like, actually settled. Like, I started working. Like, I had, oh, I've been living in the same place for a couple of months, like, I actually had time to think about how I was feeling type of thing, you, you get me? But naturally, and this is why a lot of guys don't actually, like, it's not even a joke, but you don't actually have the time to sit and reflect on how you're feeling or whatever the case may be, because you have so much going on in your life, like, at once, 
you know, that you don't have that time. You don't have the time to sit here. Like you come home after a long day of doing whatever you're doing and you're just stressed. You know, you just want to go to sleep and you want to get up and do it all over again, you know? So, but I just, and I think that's why, like you don't really have the time. I think it's important to make that time though. Yeah. It's important to make that time. Like my time, I would consider like my walks to be that time. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, in, in, a, in a world, like in a world where like our parents grew up, or our fathers grew up, whatever the case may be, like, and, and this, and I think I read this in a book that every generation damages the next, you know, through their traumas because we all we try to overfix. Like I'm not, I'm never gonna let my kids do this. Like I'm not gonna treat them like this, right? Like I know the reason why my dad say did the things he did with me is because of how it was done with him, right? And like so on forth, right? So I think it all catches up. But in our generation, might be the one to to maybe like fix things up, right? Just because we have more knowledge and more, you know more uh, i guess more uh, you know um, resources to like do things you know but i i can see like my dad had no time to cry because he had three kids he had a wife he had things to like you know there was no time to like think about anything you know but i um, think to break that cycle for the generation to come you you kind of have to be introspective you have to self-reflect you have to acknowledge your feelings you have to process them and then also create that environment for your future kids. Otherwise, all we're going to do is just have history repeating itself, right? Yeah. Like, I don't disagree. And and I think, I think me personally, like, I'm very aware of that now. Like, that I don't want to, like, even inshallah when I have kids, like, I'm very, like, I want to spend a lot of time with them. Like, I don't want it to be just work, 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 provision, provision, provision. Like, because they need me there, right? Like, they want to, they want to, like, feel my presence. They want to, like, get, like, they need a father, like, to be, like in their face basically right so like it's things that i'm already like i'm like aware of or like i'm I'm thinking about but i think like i'm saying to you the reason why we ended up like this is and not to blame but it's just because of certain circumstances but now we're actually able to do this you know but you also don't want to ever correct because some of the things that we were taught got us to the point that we are we're in now it's, yeah. it's like a fine balance right like of how to kind of take what's good from the way you are raised and then you know raise your children in a way that's, that's, you know, it's good. I, I was going to say, I think the biggest difference between our generation and our parents' generation is that, you know, a lot of our parents are immigrants and a lot of them moved either when they were still in their teens or early 20s. And they with had kids as soon as they moved. And so they didn't have time to figure out how they were feeling or to work on their mental health because their main priority was supporting their family, um, you know, being that provider, if it was the man or the woman, depending on the role of your parents, I don't know. But I was going to say, you know, we have that um, advantage and that privilege of living in the same country that we were born in, except for you two, obviously, <laughs> you, know? you guys moved. But even then, it's not like, you know, you speak the language. So you're not like forced to learn a new language here. Um, you, you still have you know, fair opportunities to, to have good jobs and not just jobs that you're working just to get by, you know what I mean? So you're still at an advantage point. Um, and so I think because we have that privilege, all of us, we are also positioned in, in a way where we can be introspective. We, you know, focus on our mental health. Like if you talk to our parents about mental health, they'll look at you like, I'm sane, I'm fine. And <laughs> You know, you have a bad day and then you move on. Pray about it. That's what they'll tell you to do. You know what I mean? And here we are, you know, getting therapists and, and reflecting whether it's journaling or 
confiding in our friends or going to the gym as a stress reliever walks whatever the case may be like as a generation we're all actively working on those things and i i do i feel like have high hopes for the future generation i feel like we're not going to be super toxic and i'm hoping that the guys too like if you have sons don't tell them to man up when they need to cry let them cry give them that space to be expressive but obviously you know within limits I'm going to sign him up for Andrew Tate's uh oh, university hell no oh. <laughs> yeah yes yeah, it doesn't matter with my kids okay <laughs> <laughs> now but you know what I'm saying I agree with you but I I also I don't know like this is just a controversial opinion but don't you think that mental health and like everything is being forced down our throat these days like you know everyone it, I, that's how I feel right because like I don't know like I feel like a lot of times is now like I'm the whole day I see one video and all of a sudden I think I'm like anxious I feel like I'm something you know, you know is though I I did notice that and I I think the rise in like the mental health craze really really came about like during covid because everybody was stuck at home um and you know uh, when you're stuck at home either jobless or you're working from home and you're kind of just left alone with your thoughts a lot of people were in isolation that triggers mental health issues without you even realizing and so people were now feeling more comfortable because for some reason there was this thing where everyone felt comfortable sharing online um and so the like 10 years ago i feel like speaking on depression anxiety whatever the case may be wasn't as common as it is now like now we talk about it like it's nothing you know what i mean um so i'm not saying force it down your kids throat but as long as we're all cognizant of it you know we can navigate through our our lives as parents eventually we just have we have i think we all grew up in a generation where like we like everyone born in the 90s you know or like early 90s to mid 90s we 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 got to see life before the internet took over like if that kind of makes sense right like, i actually i was actually reading the study about how like people born post 2000 like don't know life without like internet and phones and and all of these things right and like there's a high rate of like high rate of mental health issues depression yeah. suicide or what have you all because of <clears throat> what they've been fed like online right because we all can relate to growing up being like 5 or 6 or whatever and just spending your whole day at the park like I said playing right like you didn't you came home you showered whatever you went to sleep and like your your life you actually had like memories that didn't involve you holding a screen right but like i have like a younger sister for example and like her phone is like her life like you know like one time she told me she didn't know how to ride a bike and that made me so sad because I'm just like you know yeah there's like these things that even though the future generation is going to have all these advantages but I feel like there's a lot of disadvantages that affect your mental health because just being outside and playing that's like there's a lot for you as a child right like just being in the park getting dirty whatever the case may be like it does a lot for you as a child or interacting with people like no social like anxiety or social like you know because from young you were interacting with little kids and playing with them and what not so you naturally grow and do that but now it's like it, most most kids have more friends in different countries than they have in their own city just because mm-hmm. of online you know so cut you off yes the live is uh, going to be posted to our channel um someone just responded to you mk and said it's not what we're being fed it's also our lifestyles in general lack of physical activity comparing ourselves to others Yeah there was Oh sorry I cut it off there a bit but I was just saying um there was like a TikTok I saw recently where <clears throat> there was a therapist talking to like a guy and 
he was saying like, oh, I'm like depressed. Like I haven't left my house and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think I have, the only friends I have are online. And then he asked him, he's like, so have you ever like, when was the last time you met these people in person, right? And he's like, uh, it's been, you know, it's been a few months or whatever. And he's like, why don't you just go out there and meet them in person? Like just for one week, just go and meet a friend in person and see how you feel at, the, at our next session. And by the next session, he's like, hey, like, so how are you feeling now after meeting with a friend at least once a week? I think he's like, I feel a lot better now. So what he realized is that he just needed that interaction. So I think it's just important to remember that like all this online stuff is still online. It's, it's almost fake in a way. You still need to meet people in person and kind of interact with people and regular people. So you don't kind of like fall into these, uh, um, what do you call these depressive states and, and start prescribing these different mental issues with yourself and you realize you, just, you should have just went outside. There's also like a video I watched recently as well where there's a craze where everyone's like adopting dumb phones now. Where, dumb phones? Yeah, where people are like trading their smartphones and going back to like or whatever that we take in days. Yeah. Because people are like, I'm just being consumed with this smartphone and taking over my life. Mm. And they switch over to the, to the Nokia and they're like, I feel liberated. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I feel like this is a big conversation itself. But It is. Um, I, I think that that topic of getting time outside as a kid versus being, you know, on your phone all the time. I think even it's something a, as simple as like going outside, like you might be in your house and you're just watching shows like back to back and you just feel like crap, right? Mm -hmm. but the second you just kind of go outside and get some fresh air, you feel so much better. I think that's something that the younger generation might not experience as much as we did. We used to just spend time, kind of what MK was saying, like we were on our bikes, we were outside with the neighbors playing outside. And then kids nowadays don't even, they just would rather be on their phones. It's so. Yeah, because we're part of that generation where we had like half of our life we spent not really with like an internet yeah. all the time right so we, we were able to kind of develop as people before we were introduced to the internet in the way that it, that we, we we interact with it today so you know we, we were able to build like friendships in person right. and like we learned how to interact with other people and meet make new friends all those things in person before we had to, before we moved over to social media and all those things. So we kind of had that advantage versus the kids who were born in the 2000s who from like the time that they were cognizant of what was going on, they had a phone in their hand and were on social media. Like before they even turned 13, they had social media because they lied about their age or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> True. That's very, yeah. and I think that like if, if it kind of continues this way, then mm -hmm every generation afterwards like they'll be newborns and they'll, they'll be distracted because they're like COVID. Yeah. you remember when everyone was like going against as they were saying puts these puts these kids in like a trance so yeah exactly oh we got stabbing here by the way Can you you're, you're sideways though frozen for me i don't know. see him no he's on for me really oh now he's frozen Oh wait, it's no, loading. No, there he is. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Am I one hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. It's frozen yeah. on my. As long as everybody else can see you, I can hear you, but I just can't see you. How about you, Amir? Okay, now I can see everyone. Your internet just sucks, Sarah. I'm literally using my data. <laughs> it's Rogers. 
We're blaming Roger. You're using data for this? Yeah, that's how dedicated I am. Hey, stop playing. I'm using data too. Freedom Mobile sucks. <laughs> freedom Mobile. I'm on Freedom. Well, I'm using my Wi-Fi now, but I'm Freedom Mobile. Okay, I get I get around with it. Okay, it's pretty good. That's why I, I was apparently frozen, or at least I'm gonna blame it on. Nah, 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 nah. nah. We were good on that day when Fro Rogers went down, except for all the other people. Okay, so not at home. I had to suffer through the data. But but you're okay. I don't know wherever you live. You live like in like the middle of nowhere, yeah. Brampton. So like, <laughs> you guys, you basically like live in a third world country. How so, <laughs> how's everybody? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you guys talking about what you guys are talking about. Um, just to jump on backwards real quick. No man is crying in front of y'all females, bro. None. <laughs> None. Preach it. Not one. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get it out the way. It's not toxic. I don't, well, it might be a little bit, but it's not bad, bro. No girl is going to accept the man crying to every day. Twice a week, three times a month. Y'all going to look at him and say, what is wrong with you? Your day can't be bad all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what I said was true. was true. Sorry, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but it's true. Um, stubbing your toe is not a reason to cry either. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. It's not a reason to cry. Yeah. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's because, like, okay, so if a man cried, like, multiple times a week, like, you won't really gauge, like, how serious the situation is. Because, like, if, if let's say, let's say I chose, I'm, like, a person who doesn't cry in front of their wife, but one day I just couldn't hold it in, and you actually ended up crying in front of your wife, you know that that must have been something super serious. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And at that point, okay, you can respect that. But if he's doing it a few times a week, then you're like, okay, like, are you crying wolf again? No, but like, I'm just saying, if some, if, if a guy's crying multiple times in a week, you like, you probably just need help. It's a cry for help. Therapy, therapy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, but I mean, if you're crying because you stubbed your toe, then like, I don't know what to tell you. Man up. That's what you tell. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Though. Like, it, you gotta say man up. But I, but I was saying, like, even emotionally, like, if you need that support, you can complain or, like, you can ask your wife for support or your partner for support, whatever the case may be. But you don't have to let the tears out. Like, you know, you can just be like, yo, I'm just going through it right now. Can you be here for me? You know, type of thing. But if, but, if, but if I was crying, like, imagine my wife's going out and I start crying. You know, she tells her friend, no, I, can't, I, can't, mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't go out, he's crying again, you know? Like, can you imagine that conversation, you know? Yo, Samia's going to throw something at me, man. My wife is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, what? <laughs> like you guys, you guys may subconscious. You might say that you were not gonna think of us differently, but subconsciously there is something in there that changes. All I'm saying is you shouldn't feel like you can't cry because you have to be strong. Like you can still allow. Like it's okay to cry. Is all I'm saying. But don't cry for everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god by the way what do you guys think what do you guys think of uh, uh, Andrew Tate being cancelled on all of his uh, social media pages unfair Very unfair it's unfair honestly I agree I feel like he shouldn't have been cut off because okay just, just to give you a point so there's someone who posted something his name is like CoffeeZilly he's like like taking these guys off these social platforms will only teach the next generation that if you don't agree with someone, then you can just cut them off of social media. No. Instead of having open dialogue with them and showing and exposing them for what they might be right or wrong about. 
but I don't I, I feel like he was doing more harm than good and so that's why he was banned like he wasn't just it's not like a you know a I feel like he he I would, I don't want to equate him to like Trump because Trump had a huge sway but he was kind of getting to that level where people were like loyal to him and they were actually believing what he was saying. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask real quick. Mm -hmm. What did you find wrong in particular? Like is there one thing you found wrong, a couple of things? Um so I love the way Sammy asked questions. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I like the way he asks questions. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you. Hold on. That, are, you, are you a supporter? Who, me? Who? All of you. You know what? I, I, I'll i say what I say, right? Like, I think I think it was unfair for one reason, right? That everyone was only seeing the clips that were posted. The 15-second clip, the 30-second clip, the one-minute clip. That was something that was super controversial, but not taking out the whole thing like not reading the not watching the whole content the whole podcast the whole episode because i think he said a lot of good things so a lot of things that guys needed to hear to be honest like i, I, don't, I don't think it was fair that he got taken off um i i i agree with you like i think a lot of his popular clips were like the shorter ones where he's saying things for shock value um but i did watch uh i can't remember whose podcast it was but i watched when he he went on a podcast and i watched for a long period of time just to kind of like see what he was all about. And I agree with you. I did agree with some of the points that he made. Like I, I totally agree, but I just think that his approach in general, like he still preached like toxic masculinity. It's a delivery. It's a delivery of the way he said things. Like that's what made people like feel the way You guys are feel. mad about the way he says yeah. it. He said it. And, and, and what, I, what I don't like, like about, I don't, what I don't like about today's society is like, you don't have to listen to what somebody says. Like you can get you can get the information and formulate your own opinion. Like so I, like I don't even think I I don't even know what he said. Like I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen his clips. Because I don't think I'm on social media enough to see what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't really actively looking to what he was saying. But one thing I noticed is people will say controversial things to get more attention. And then people are just like, Oh my god, he said this, oh my god, he said that. It gives him more attention. So I don't know, I just feel like like, kind of what MK said, like, you choose who you want to listen to. So, you don't have to listen. You don't like what he says, don't listen to him. That's just how I feel about it, too. Yeah, I agree. But I think when someone is that big and someone's that popular where everyone is, like, that's just how things, you know, um, become popular on social media is that everyone's talking about it. So, you're like, oh, let me check it out, too. And then you watch it and you're like, what is this? Like, who is this guy? Um, if you're looking at it from the social responsibility, like, I, I see what you're saying, right? Because, like, there could be, like, a 13-year-old who his mind's very tender and doesn't understand, like, things, whatever the case may be, right? Like, and that could, he could be swayed, you know, to whatever he's saying, right? Like, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, I, I feel like opinions are opinions at the end of the day. Like, yeah. for, for anybody, right? Like, you can say whatever, you, I can say anything I want to say. Like, you don't have to listen to me. You know, you don't have to follow me. You don't have to believe me. You know, but I, I think he said a lot of things that a lot of guys want to say, to be honest. That, that's what I think. Is that how you guys feel, Sammy, MK? Because I know how Amir feels, but <laughs> you too. Khaled, I you... agree. I have no idea what he said. Yeah, see, I feel like we were in the same boat. Like, we have no idea what he was saying. Yeah. You agree You agree with, uh, um, what's the, what was the statement again? He said, MK said he feels like Andrew Tate says a lot of things that many guys also wish that they could say out loud without being like judged, you know? Mm -hmm. 
But do you guys agree with that statement? Yeah. Uh, like his followers? Yeah, I feel like a lot of his followers were like, the reason he, he grew so fast is because people were like, yeah, this is what I've been thinking the whole time. This guy's just saying it out loud. I'm going to follow him, right? Like, it's not that, I'm not saying that everything he said was right. It's, I'm very similar to you, Sarah. I'm saying like, you agree with some of what he says and some of what he doesn't say, what it, and don't agree with some of what he says as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, okay, the issue with, canceling or taking someone offline or take them off of social media in totally and uh it creates a vacuum because now they know the next person there's going to be another person who comes up that's similar to andrew tate but now they know how to kind of gain the system to not be canceled like he is so they're going to be more subtle with how they approach this topic and how they sell this idea to other people right it's very similar to how racism uh, it, it's still, is kind of preached today, but it's more subtle, so they can't really call it out. Like, before, it was very in-your-face, you know, when you, people just say the N-word, they would, like, say straight up in-your-face, and you could call it out because it would be so apparent. But now, because they are, there's a fear of being canceled, or they know they're going to take off social media, they still preach these very similar ideas and, and, and say these things, but they, they say it in a very uh, sly and very, like, um... I don't know, uh, what do you call when you cloak something? Like a very... Um, shady. Shady. The shady way, shady. exactly. <laughs> and, and because they're not saying it explicitly, they can get away with it more. It's harder to call out. And the more you cancel these people and take them offline, the, the more that uh, they know how to kind of like gain the system, if that makes sense. You guys, you guys saw... You, you know Kevin Samuels, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I see how Ke- Kevin Samuels was doing... Very similar things to what Andrew Tate was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually, you know... And he was, it was actually worse in one way, because he would bring people on and literally put them down, right? So, yeah. like... So, it was... So it's just... Like you said, like, the next person is going to come out and is going to know exactly what the formula is, and yeah. they're going to do it. And it's going to continue. It's going to just keep... It's going to keep going. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're not going to be able to cancel every... Because now, even though they cancelled him, there's going to be at least tens, if not hundreds of people who are going to make channels and start doing the same things you were doing. Like, you know, on a, a smaller degree. He already has a bunch of kids online. Like, yeah. when yeah. I say kids, I mean people who, who take his ideology and are now spreading it on their own channels. Like, you have people like Sneeko online. You have people like uh, uh, Fresh and Fit and all these other guys who, who promoted him at first. Yeah. Uh, but they're a little bit more tame than he was. Uh, so they're getting away with him a lot. Sorry, I'm ready to cut you off, but it kind of also, like that, I think you guys talked about this in your podcast before, but it kind of um, brings up the whole topic of, like, who controls what that are, like, acceptable and not acceptable, right? Because there might be, mm-hmm. like, we say that someone might think it's not acceptable, and they can just block us off social media as well, right? So you kind of open that door. Like, the more you kind of cancel people out on social media, you kind of open yeah. that door, like, well, this is not accepted by society. We're just going to cancel that too, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Like, like I said before, like, everyone has whoever they want to listen to. Like, if they want to listen to him, that's their business. Like, it doesn't affect you if you don't listen to it. Yeah, like, we know who holds the keys now. It's, like, super left liberal people, but then we don't know who's going to hold the keys 100 years from now. But there's, like, certain liberal views that might not, like, they might, like, we might be considered conservative. Yeah, like, how about if if there was, like, a French liberal who had the keys? Exactly. All the hijabis would be offline. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think, Sai? 
Yeah, I'm really keen to hear what Sammy has to say because he's been relatively quiet. <laughs> I just, I honestly, well, I just enjoy listening to what you guys have to say, <laughs> to be honest with you. Don't now, what in particular do you guys want my opinion on? Because there was a lot. So Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate specifically. Yeah. First off, like, would you call yourself a supporter of him? And then second off, like, uh, uh, what do you think will be the repercussions of him being cut off? All right. To first answer the question, do I find myself to be a supporter? No. I can't say I'm a supporter, but do I disagree with what the man says? No. Mm -hmm. I can't say I honestly disagree with a lot of the stuff. I haven't heard too much garbage, to be honest with you. Sure, I'm not listening. I don't follow the man, but the clips I've seen have not been like crazy, out of the norm clips. I've seen crazier clips, I'm pretty much saying. And those people that I've seen are still online. Those people are still, those pages and whatnot and outlets are still being pushed. And mm -hmm. to me, there's a lot more crazier things out there to worry about than in Andrew Tate. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we gave, or society, I guess, gave that man too much power. Yeah. The, the, the man came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he, he's, boom, he's the man. I, I never knew him a year ago, personally. I never knew him a year ago. Does he say stuff that other men say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would think a lot of females sometimes agree with the guy, too. Just like Sarah, there's moments where you guys actually agree with the guy. Yeah. So he's not saying crazy things, but we as a society, I guess, gave that man too much power, too many like buttons. And somebody, somebody out there, or somebody's, did not like it and wiped them off, man. And that's what mm -hmm. happens. They did the same with Louis Farrakhan. They did it with plenty of other people, you guys. I'm mm -hmm. like, if they don't like what the person says, cancel nation, come to, you know, out of nowhere and get some. Yeah, that, we should be more concerned about that. The fact that they have the ability to just take anyone off of all social media. Because, like, if it was one, you know that they're all talking to each other. Because if it was just one page, like, let's say it was just uh, TikTok that that cut him off or whatever or canceled him. It'll be okay. Like, it's just one page. But then when, it's, when it was TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like, all these pages did it all around the same time. You're like, okay, so there's, like, some group here group chat these all places yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. like you know, you gotta do something if 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 inshallah i'm sure this is gonna happen when you guys blow up and become huge right what 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 if what if somebody doesn't like what y'all say in the future mm -hmm. and you and, and all of a sudden because it's connect got disconnected exactly. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere out of all platforms, just because somebody didn't like what you guys said, it's unfair. That point to me is unfair, and that, yeah. and that I think that's the part I like to push. Like, I'm I'm a firm believer of freedom of speech. Yes, some feelings might get hurt. My feelings might get hurt, mm -hmm. but I, I, I to go and I, to go with pitchforks and torches, it, those days are, are long behind us. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be to be fair, I, I did see a comment previously where someone said. Um, what was the reason that he was taken off from social media? Because they said that he had like sexual assault allegations and maybe that's what it was, but I've never, I feel like a lot of people have those types of allegations against them and they've never been taken off social media. So why was, Andrew well, there's a video of him, like, uh, it was him literally like beating a woman. Oh, God, but, like, but, but it was like some like, BDSM, like, super... It was pretty much like a fetish-type video kind of thing. 
And like the girl came out later saying like, hey, I was in on it. Like, this is just a thing he was into or whatever. Um, it was a very creepy video. Like, I didn't watch it, but I, I saw a TikTok where someone was watching. You could hear the sound in the background. Uh, and like, if you didn't have any context, then it would look really, really bad. Mm. And people can say, oh, like, she was paid off to make that video. Like, you know, he's really just threatening her or whatever. But I'm going to give them the benefit of that because I don't know, right? Like, that's, she, she said that he was, um, they were, they were both in on it. They're both consenting to it. So I'm like, okay, they're both consenting to it. There was no charges laid for it. So, um, yeah, that's, like, that's, I'm not really going to use that as a fact against him. And also there was another case where uh, his house was raided and they attributed that to him, like, running some type of, um, like pimping ring for his cam shows or whatever. Uh, but he, he later came out saying like, no, I was swatted. The swatted is essentially when someone calls and says that like there's a bomb or there's some type of threat going down in your building. And then the SWAT team comes to your place, but really there's nothing going on there. They're just doing that to kind of troll the person. Uh, so that was the second thing that was used against him. And uh, he said, yeah, I wasn't charged or anything. Like it turned out to be someone just swatted me. And I'm more of the person who gives someone the benefit of the doubt, but the internet will never give the benefit of the doubt. That's why he was kind of taken off of social media and all these things, because you will never get the benefit of the doubt from the internet, no matter what. If they already have an opinion on you and then something else comes out that might make you look bad, you will not get, <laughs> even, if the, even if the facts turn out to be completely in your favor, they will still say, oh, okay, you could have paid off, blah, blah, that kind of thing, right? So, um... So yeah, that's those. Those were the things that a lot of people kind of used against him, and ultimately, I believe, got him taken off. I think I think a lot of it had to do with the comments he made about women, because like um, what I read was because a lot of the clips that were surfacing were him saying, you know, women are this, women are that, whatever, boom, boom, boom. Like you're saying a lot of things that was basically like um, harassment, right? Yeah. Like, or like you know, and that was violating all the community guidelines of every platform. You know, so like that's that's why they were, you know, they had to remove him because he was basically, you know, he was promoting abuse essentially in some of the things that he was saying. So mm -hmm. I think that's what the reason was because all of those other things, like Instagram can't really do or Facebook can't do anything for you because it, it, nothing happened on their platform, right? Like if something that happens in the real world in your personal life, it's got nothing to do with what you're posting online, you know, because you could be a serial killer and your account will still be up, like they won't take it down, you know? So. That's true. Yeah. I, I think that, like, you know, if if he was uh, taken off because he violated community community guidelines with bed, then going back to Sammy's point, like, you don't really have freedom of speech on social media. That means you have to censor everything you do talk about. Otherwise, you will get canceled. You will be removed off the platforms. And then, you know, then that kind of poses the question of, like, should should social media platforms allow you to say whatever you want or should it be censored like there's such a fine line between allowing people to say whatever because imagine if you have a social media platform and you tell people you can talk about whatever you want and you won't get in trouble like that's so dangerous so it's like you know which side are we supposed to like are we supposed to be for allowing freedom of speech or are we supposed to be for that censorship. Oh, what? Wait, have to, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let, let me ask you this, Sarda. What do you say to those who 
for those individuals, this might go dark a little bit, sorry. For those individuals who write in their diary, for instance, um, probably like self-inflicting pain topics on, the, on themselves, you know, life might be going hard. And instead of writing in their diary, they're writing it on social media. Is that wrong on both sides in that sense? Is it better to write it to yourself? <laughs> or is it, can you go ahead, or it could be hate speech or whatever it is, whatever the topic could be. Is it better to write it to yourself or like put it out there on a platform that allows you to write things but everybody can see? That's the thing. Like the way that I feel about social media is like your account, your account is, is your account, right? So like if you feel like you want to express how you're feeling about yourself and it's not the most positive thing, it's self-loathing, it's, you know, borderline maybe suicidal i don't know but like you know it's just something extreme where maybe other people might feel uncomfortable at the end of the day that's that's your account um i think if you're posting it for other people to see and it warrants a reaction like don't be surprised because you know sometimes you'll post something others react and you're like oh hop off my you know like why is everybody watching me like you posted it <laughs> you're gonna get a reaction mm -hmm. um that's just how I see it. But, you know, to, to kind of cut my own self off, someone wrote, freedom of speech does not have to be absolute or without limits. For example, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't need to allow cyberbullying. Um, yeah, I, I think cyberbullying is a whole other topic too, though. Like, this is just a matter of, are we agreeing with allowing people to talk about whatever? Like, what if, you know, people from KKK are now able to speak freely on whatever it is they speak about on on instagram look is 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 is, is, is this easy where's my phone okay I'm just... a button unfollow boom exactly <laughs> I, and i think about it i gotta see you i totally agree i think but but my thing is is like sometimes people generate an audience right and they have a mm -hmm. platform when you have a platform you now have a social responsibility to and I know you might not agree, right? Because we can sit, me and Amir can sit here and say, oh, we don't have that responsibility to be role models. We can say that, but unfortunately, we may be, we might actually just be that to some people. Like they might look up to us. Mm -hmm. So we have this responsibility now to kind of not necessarily censor ourselves because we're pretending to be something that we're not, but we're not going to say things that are super out of line either, you know? But those people feel like they have a social responsibility for that side of people, too. Oh, it's like, it's like it, 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 you feel me? Like, they, they, just like you guys have to uphold a certain standard, they feel, even though I, I agree with you, it's, it's crazy, but they feel like that's their standard. The KKK mm -hmm. got their standard. You understand? Even if we don't agree with what they say, they got a following, no matter if we like it or not at the end of the day and these people will always have followers in a sense as much like as much as we can hate it you're gonna find people who agree with people and you might you might agree with it you might disagree with it so you're that's the part I'm, I, I'm saying freedom of speech yeah i i feel like the days of us having freedom of speech it is being tested and that's the scary part yeah. well like we have to we have to keep in mind that there's never going to be freedom of speech online because at the end of the day all of these companies 
have a duty to the uh, advertisers, the people who are paying them. Because these people aren't making money from us. We're not paying into these social these services. The ad companies are, right? Yeah. And that's the reason a lot of these people, I feel like maybe Andrew Tate might be getting deleted as well. Because like advertisers call and be like, yo, we're going to pull our ads if you guys keep these people online here. So at the end, it might not even be because of the people's outrage. Like they could have kept them on there the whole time. But then once the advertisers start calling up, they're like, okay, we got to do something now. Uh, it's very similar situation. I don't know if you guys heard about uh, the YouTube adpocalypse. So essentially, there was uh, around like 2000, I don't know, like 2012, something like that, uh, or 2015. I can't remember the year exactly, but there was the biggest YouTuber was PewDiePie at the time. And he came out, there was a video of him like saying the N-word or something like that. And then everybody was trying to cancel him. And because he was the biggest YouTuber and his, his, his videos had ads on them, right? A lot of these ad companies started getting mad at YouTube and be like, why are you putting our ads on his videos and then other people started pointing out hey you, there's also ads on all these isis videos on youtube there's ads on all of these like like weird childhood like like uh, child engagement videos online uh and it's just got to expose more got more got exposed to the point that walmart which was paying for 50 percent of youtube's advertising budget or advertising uh their, whatever they're making in advertising they pulled out so YouTube literally lost 50% of their revenue from ads because of the adpocalypse that happened. And because of that, YouTube and all these other social media sites became a lot more strict on exactly what they allow on their platform, mm -hmm. which is why you start seeing more people getting pulled off and deleted. So I know we're going back and forth on like the outrage of the people, but I feel like at the end of the day, it comes down to the advertisers, what they at the end of the day, allow to be online. It's up to them what they allow to be online. Yeah. Comes down, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And I said it comes down to money, like. Yeah. Exactly. Like, money talks, man. If 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 you if Andrew Tate had this opinion on a platform that was paid for by the users only, then I feel like he would have never lost it, or like he he would still be on there, right? But if because there's advertisers on these platforms, they're trying to like. Stay away from anything that might be controversial in any way. That's why if you put up a YouTube, someone mentioned there, if you put up a YouTube on a YouTube video on any type of controversial topic like Palestine, you'll immediately get either demonetized or even suppressed or blacklisted or, or, or uh, shadow banned on whatever platform you post it on. Mm. So unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation. Like companies just don't want to, you talking about controversial issues. And the funny thing is that YouTube actually, they were really supportive of like the Black Lives Matter movement at one point. And at the same time, they were suppressing videos and taking ads off of videos that were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. So it's also hypocritical in that way. Uh, I could go on this about this for hours, but I just want to so put that it, out there it, for you. Is it freedom of expression that's really being tested then? Because we can talk about whatever, but it's, it's us typing and posting that's mm -hmm. being tested you understand is that the case it, it, I, I mean i think so I, I think you know you're free to say whatever you want but the minute you try and post something it's always going to be censored unfortunately like it's a good thing and it's a bad thing i think it has its pros and its cons um censorship that is but do i necessarily agree with it mm. no it's okay <laughs> 
I, I don't agree. Like, I don't, I don't think we should all be censored. Um, but, you know, I saw a comment earlier that said, you know, does that, like, guidelines are important, and does that mean that it's fair game for anything to be posted? Like, for example, the, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but that, the shooting or the massacre in Christchurch, I think, was live streamed when it was happening. Like, something like yeah. that. You know, like, that obviously... That's sick, yeah. Yeah, like, you, we don't agree with that type of thing, but we're talking about just like everyone is entitled to their own opinion, right? Like everyone's going to think whatever they want to think. And if they want to express that online, they, there should be a platform that allows them to, that doesn't mean that we have to listen and agree. Like not yeah, everyone. Exactly. Yeah, there's freedom exactly. of speech, but not freedom of consequences. I was going to say the yeah. same thing. I was really going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You can say whatever you want, but you just get ready for the repercussions. Exactly. And you might not think that the repercussions are fair, but if that's what society currently believes is the, the reaction that's appropriate to it, it's like you got to kind of accept that and realize it's about to come. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. true. But that was, that was a good, that was a good segue. Thanks for bringing up Andrew Tate. I didn't want to talk about him, but. <laughs> 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 Dang. <laughs> yeah, we really did talk about everything. I'm trying to see. Oh Don't yeah, have we've gone here for almost two hours, man. I know. Um, I, I think. <laughs> okay, I have one question for you guys. This is one that we. Okay. Uh, so this person said, "How would you end a friendship if you have to? How would you know that it was time to end a friendship, or how do you revive a friendship with someone that you've drifted apart from?" Whoa, whoa, whoa! Which question? That's super loaded. <laughs> super loaded. Okay, how about um, let's do it one at a time. So, how would you end a friendship if you had to end it? Like for whatever reason, you know, if it's a toxic friendship and you're finally at a point in your life now where you're like, you know what, this friendship is no longer serving me and I need to end it. Like, are you the type to ghost the friend? Are you just going to be like, oh, I'm busy 24-7, I can never hang out with you? Or do you just have that honest, like, a friendship breakup? Like, do you just tell them, like, sorry, we can't be friends? <laughs> sorry, we can't be friends? <laughs> no, I've, I've honestly said personally, I need time away friends before yeah you, i need time to myself yeah i've said that before yeah i respect that yeah i was like I've, I've said i need time to myself i think ghosting is if you if, if you ghost that wasn't your friend mm. if you ghost that wasn't your friend to begin with and i don't know anybody that's ever said i can't be your friend no more so i can't go off of that example mm -hmm. <laughs> um i mean if if i'm looking at my own experience if i felt like i needed time away from a friend um, first, I would try and communicate what I needed from them to see if maybe that can involve sort of change, right? Like if I felt like they were doing something that made me not want to be around them, I would try and have that conversation. And if I felt like there was no accommodation for me and my needs, then I would kind of just like, I hate to say it, but I would like slowly phase them out, you know, like mm -hmm. if they're calling me or like if it's a long distance friendship, I think it's easier to break out of sight out of mind but if it's uh, if it's someone that's like in the same city as you i think better like sorry and then eventually they kind of get the message and they stop hitting you up so like avoid the whole situation yeah low-key <laughs> no but i i do try to have the conversation yeah. um and if they don't get it then they don't get it so what about umk because amir is gone for now <laughs> I, I mean to be honest i i i naturally kind of tend to just distance myself a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, 
um, that's that's kind of like what I do initially, just to kind of see if it's just me that's kind of overreacting to the situation, or is it actually them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if if things get really like if they kind of persist, whatever, then I just have a conversation. I just, I just, I've, I've done it a couple of times before. It was very tough. Just like it's, I just don't think we're, we're like we're good in each other's lives, basically, you know. And like we can be cool, we can be cordial, whatever. Or we just kind of have this, you know, whatever it is. So I've had to cut it off like that. Yeah, yeah like I think friendship breakups are actually like really, difficult. and people don't talk on it as much, like as much as they do like romantic breakups. You know, like if you're in a relationship, but. When you have to break up with a friend, especially if it was someone that was close to you, like that's still a loss that you have to you know, grieve, deal with. And um, it's not an easy decision either. Like for me anyway, like if I have to actively end a friendship, like it's not something that I, like it's not, it's not a decision that I come to lightly. Like it takes a lot of thought and effort to try and revive it, which is part of the second question is like, you know, how do you revive a friendship? Like, when do you know when to give up? Like, I don't know if it's the same for female friendships as it is for guys, or if it's as complex as it is for us as it is for you guys. Like, do you feel like when you're just done, you're done, and you're like, whatever, man, like, see you when I see you, and we're not going to be homeboys anymore? Like, how does that work for you guys? I think no, I don't mean, ever think it, to be honest. I, I don't know. Me, personally, it's just kind of like, it's whatever. Like, you, you don't really have many guys who care too much. Like, they hit you up a few times, you don't answer this, like, whatever. Like, they kind of just move on. You know, like, you don't really get... Me, personally, you know, I've never really been pulled up on it. You know, guys just get it and they just move on. So. Sammy? I mean, um, I agree with what you said. If, 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 if I was to personally distance myself from you, I, okay, yes, I have to be away. But like I'm like as a guy, if me and Amir distance ourselves, and Amir's having an issue outside, I'm still gonna help him out. Mm. You understand? So I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna leave you high and dry. But for my personal sake, my sanity, me and you might have to be like this. Yeah. You know, so I I, I think that's how I would look at it. I'm not gonna leave you high and dry. But if I have to go, I have to go. If you get in jump, I'll help you. If you get in ganged up on on any situation, I will help you. But as a man, I'm gonna I'm gonna just step my piece away. You understand? Mm-hmm. I think that's how I go. I don't like confrontation, but I don't like bullying at the same time. So I will be there for you in that sense. But other than that, I'm gonna be away. I feel yeah. like like with girls, I feel like once you kind of make that decision like are cutting off a friend or you're done like you're done like you're just not going to speak to that person I mean obviously it depends on the circumstance and it depends on like what happened to get you to that point but there's like and I guess it also depends on the friend where like you know you might not be close anymore but it's like what you said Sam. If they call and they're like hey like I really need you xyz happened yeah personally I would still show up for that person you know? like if we had that type of time and we no longer can be that type of friends anymore like I would still if you needed me I'd be there for you and I feel like anytime I have ended friendships um in my heart I always felt that so I knew like okay if this person calls me and they say that they need me I'm gonna be there even if we're not communicating anymore you know 100%, 100%. um have you 
had to like revive a friendship. Like if you felt like, you know, you really wanted to be friends with someone and they were distancing themselves or just life got in the way and so now you've drifted apart from your best friend, like how do you revive that? Like what do you do? Because you know how sometimes it can be awkward, right? Especially if so much time has gone by and maybe you're in a different phase in your life now. Like for those of you that are in relationships or married, like, you know, if you had a friend that you you and this person would always hang out when you were both single and now you're your time is, you know, spent with your partner, do you feel like maybe, you know, that person might low-key resent you because you're no longer free, like, and now you have to revive it because you still want to be friends with them? Like, how have you guys done that? I haven't had the time to even do anything like that, so I can't say. I was about to say, I don't even know what that is like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really must be nice. It must be nice. It's just like if I'm if I'm like if I'm with you, I'm with you all the way, and if I'm not, I'm just not like that type of thing. Like I don't really have it in between. Like I can't really take the funk, you know. So rekindle. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> like unless unless like you guys just happen to end up being in the same area. Like let's say you moved away for a few years, and then you just came back in your same place, and you're like, I thought we I, honestly guys can like not see each other for a few years and then see each other and be like. It's like nothing is changed. Just like yesterday, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If it's, if it's not beefed, then you're good, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, for example, I, mean, I haven't spoken to you in four years. So we live up yeah. twice in like four years. <laughs> Back and we just pushed. Exactly. How about you? Um, I think, I think I'm at a point where like, I'm okay to feel uncomfortable. Like, I feel like moving to a whole new city, you're going to be in a lot of uncomfortable situations where you have nothing mm -hmm. to talk about like i've talked about the weather a lot more than i'd like to <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like so now like if i have a friendship with someone like if it's a friendship that meant something to me like let's say now and it was like i'm seeing the person for the first time it's awkward like i'm like it's okay like it's awkward today maybe like after we spend more time together it'll be better if not i'm only here for three months so i'll see them it is what it is you know like okay i think i'm more comfortable just with being uncomfortable now so um i have people that i confide in i have people that i'm close to mm -hmm. and that's who i kind of talk to the most and then everyone else is like i'm cool with them okay. it doesn't bother me mm -hmm. amen what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, shout out to Aisha. She just joined. I'm wearing your gear right now. Go to AishaHaroon.com to get her merch. I'm just saying right here. Happy looks good on you. <laughs> okay, this is the last question. Red flags in friendships are like... I don't know. There's a lot. Red flags. I know, there's a lot. You but... know, I feel like yeah, okay. So, a red flag in a friendship, <laughs> I would say... Um, if you're putting an effort for somebody and it's not reciprocated, like if, um, you know, they always are relying on you and then when you have that moment where you need them and they're nowhere to be found, like mm -hmm. that is a huge red flag for me because like, again, like what I spoke on, like loyalty is like everything to me. And if you can't do that, like what's the point of even having the friendship, right? Like obviously you have to be mindful of their situation sometimes you know people are in bad situations and they can't help you out the way you need in that time but you know if they're all good and they can't help you then that's a huge red flag for me for mm -hmm. sure i think like let's say like you meet someone and the first thing they do is talk about their own friends like that's like a huge red flag for me it's like, gossiping about their friends yeah like yeah. Mm -hmm. if you're talking about your own friends i'm like whoa like 
what are you gonna say about me <laughs> you know if someone talks bad about their best friend to you just know they're probably gonna talk about you too that's not that's what i was gonna say i'm like if i meet you and the first thing you start talking is other people then that's that's the last meeting we're having <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had to tell people i've had to tell people like what are you, why, why are you talking about other people like i don't want to hear about that kind of stuff like this is, this is the worst feeling sammy do you have any red flags Do I have any red flags? Boy, let me tell you now. Um honestly, I uh for the ones for the ones that just call you when they when misery needs company. Mm, those type of those type of folks mm-hmm. are instant red flags for me, you know. Or the ones that rather okay, in friendship, I think it's healthy sometimes to compete. Mm. But if you compete out of envy and jealousy, then those that that would be a big red flag for me. So you kind of like hating on the low, but you, yeah. you you but you want to, you know? I think that's a huge red flag. You know what we call those? They're called frenemies. <laughs> a word? <laughs> I'm not using that word ever. <laughs> Is that what the young kids say these days? What what <laughs> That's my frenemy. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, enemies like friends that you know, you'll notice though in their attitude when when you're low, you can kind of see like they're kind of happy that you're low. But when you're yeah. when high, they're like, "Oh, how the hell did that happen?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Preach, preach. <laughs> okay, those are those are you know, good points. Um <laughs> we got a really funny question. I'm going to just end it off with this cuz my phone's about to die. But this one just made me laugh. So, I don't know if it's going to pop up on your screen. I kind of I kind of appreciate whoever this person is. Mm. What? Oh my god, this is like a really like top moral question. <laughs> I do not know how to What is it? What is it? What is it? Whatever. I can't do it. It says, okay, the person said <laughs> if a hijabi girl wants to make an only fans for only feet. They can show their feet and hands. That was Dina. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I I don't know if I want to answer that, but that's all you. That's all you. Someone said they heard a chef answer it, and they said it's haram. Kind of like, are you selling your body in a sense? I mean, I guess. Yeah. I think it's more like what the motive that someone's buying it. But that's yeah. what it is, you know. And and I now learned through Amir that like people. have a fetish for feet like it's actually a sexual thing so yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that no like i just I, listen okay uh-huh. <laughs> i just <laughs> i just, no. yo <laughs> yeah, so that, there's your answer uh what was that question there it says would you rather be with someone who don't brush his teeth or not wash his Ooh. What? I'm guessing he says or not wash. Is that like for us to like finish? Or not wash question? his hair. It says or not wash his hair. Oh, I don't see the whole thing. Oh, that's why I should. I thought it was going to be like hair, but I realized that's something else. Don't worry about Because it. he's saying his, is he referring for y'all um, females to answer the question? I mean, let's do it both ways. Would you like... Rather be able to wash your hair, shave it. I'll do that. Get the yeah. razor quick. The hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just go bald. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the razor. There's no way. The teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like teeth, that's disgusting. Because after one day, that is 
before. Like, mm-hmm. like, even if you're bald, you still have to wash your head. <laughs> yeah, but people, people don't wear, like they don't wash their hair that often, anyways, right? Like it's not like a every day thing. There's right? people who don't wash their hair at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, there's people out yeah. there that don't wash their hair at all. I mean, <laughs> no, they, they still wash, wash their hair. hair. Yeah, they do. People would. And, and, and Andrew Tate said you can't use shampoo, so like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are people with dreadlocks? People's dreadlocks, do they wash their hair? I don't think they do. Yeah, they do. They, they do. I've seen I thought you put like oil in it or something. No, no, no. no. They can still wash it. it looks I love it. Someone's like, how are you going to be with someone and they their breath is hot? hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can just chew gum all day. Ew. <laughs> 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 They get that teeth whitening gum. No. Their teeth will look white. It'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Okay, guys. Um, I think we're going to end the live here. We just ended on a, on a lighter note. Um, we've been at this for two hours now. So if you guys enjoyed the live, let us know. Maybe we'll do more if this is a thing that you guys want us to do. Eventually, when we get enough... Um, uh, like followers on tiktok we might just start going live on tiktok too but thank you guys so much thank you to our guests mk all of you guys behind me thank you guys so much for contributing um i'm gonna post this on our page so that for those of you who haven't been able to watch the whole thing you can watch it back later um and yeah inshallah we can do some more in the future inshallah. thank you so much for watching you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.